When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another episode of Bad Language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. I am the podcast producer here at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com.com, and I am breathless. I am going to get to that in a moment. I'm sure you are all too, after what we witnessed on Christmas Eve in the Steel City. But happy Boxing Day to all of you. I know my mother-in-law. She celebrates that. I hope everybody had a fantastic Christmas that celebrates Christmas, which was yesterday. I consider the day after Christmas a holiday, too. Today is also the last night of Hanukkah. When nightfall comes, Hanukkah is over for 2022. And happy Kwanzaa, which starts today. And I did not realize that Kwanzaa goes all the way to January 1st. So that is a fantastic celebration if you celebrate Wookiee Life Day, I think the Schofields, I think they celebrate that, not because they're big dudes, because they're Star Wars fans. That is actually officially November 17th, but I think the Scobros might be celebrating Wookiee Life Day themselves as well. I, heck, I'm a Star Wars fan. I am celebrating Wookiee Life Day every single day. So, hey, let's celebrate. We celebrated the life of Franco Harris for the last week. Since we heard the terrible news upon waking up on Wednesday morning, the Steelers had an opportunity to celebrate that. They did it well. They had a dozen or so former players from 1972. It was glorious to see them there at halftime before the game, the hours leading up to the game. The Steelers celebrated Franco the entire game. Pat Fryermuth was the inspiration for coming out and having them all wear the number two jerseys. Mike Tomlin in his post-game press conference said, we are Penn State. It was a Penn State guy that did it. Franco, of course, a Penn State guy. And I was surprised not to see some 34 Penn State jerseys as well. You know, I know they weren't retiring that jersey, but that would have actually been neat to see. Now, Mike Tomlin was wearing the jersey pregame. He was wearing it post-game. It was awesome to see. It was awesome to see Cam Hayward, who had a lights-out game. My gosh, the ageless wonder Cam Hayward, his demise, reports of that 
Well, I think they've been greatly exaggerated with two sacks in that game. We're going to talk more about that as well. Cam bringing out the flag. Not a dry eye the entire evening every time they mentioned Franco. And tell you what, it felt good to celebrate, but there was a giant hole missing from that celebration. And something that I've been saying all week, Art Rooney said, this is not the way it was supposed to be. And that was that was the uh, title of one of my articles. It's not the way that it was supposed to be, but it is the way that it occurred. And the Steelers did it well. Not a shout out, but a harumph to the NFL Network. You don't cut away from that to go to commercial. You, It was a seven-minute celebration. That's all that was. You don't need to go to highlights. You could have peppered highlights throughout that game. That was something that not just Pittsburgh, but the NFL wanted to see. Once again, a seven-minute celebration. If you are angry that you did not get to see it, like I was, have no fear. Steelers.com has it. Go there. You can check it out. And it was just wonderful to see. So the celebration of number 32, the Steelers had tributes the entire game, but they had one big tribute, the last-minute win, which was something that did not know that it was going to occur in that game. But you just felt the spirit of Franco Harris in that game. It would have been great if it happened with five seconds to go. That would have been even better. And I've got to check out. There's there's uh, reports flying around that that drive started that play with the interception from Cam Sutton happened starting at the 32-yard line. The interception was around the 32. I don't know if it was exactly at the 32. It might have been spotted there. They said 32 seconds left. I know when that play ended, it was 29 seconds. So I'm not sure how much it took, but you know what? I just choose to believe it. The 32 is all around on that play. I'm not even going to waste time looking it up. It doesn't matter. But Hats off once again to Art Rooney, too. The entire Steelers organization, Mike Tomlin, Pat Fryermuth, Kenny Pickett with the cadence, Cam Hayward, all those guys. Najee Harris, TJ Watt. They all had ways to honor Franco Harris in this game, and it was great. And the title of the show is that Steeler Nation's breathless, and it ain't because of the weather. No, it's not. They're breathless because that was one hell of a week. You get the news, you lose your breath. It's like a gut punch. You have a hard time catching your breath. Then you're watching the celebration and you feel the loss. You're celebrating the life, but you're feeling that loss. And then when Kenny Pickett is rolling down the field, I'm not going to say that I called it, because I didn't. I I didn't know it was going to end that way. In my bold and bizarre predictions, which we'll talk about in the second half, I had a version of them pulling out the last second win with no time left, with a collision. I think Jalen Warren was supposed to be the intended receiver and then bounces off. Najee Harris goes down the sideline, a la 
the Immaculate Reception. Didn't happen quite that way. But I like to think that it was darn close. And that was Kenny Pickett's drive. Mike Tomlin talked about in the post-game press conference how this was a grow-up game for a lot of the youngsters on this team. I don't think he said youngsters, but young players. He mentioned grow-up game three times. I thought there was a lot of growing up. One thing that you could say about Kenny Pickett, you could talk about how it took him a while to get started. He wasn't great in that game, no. Somebody actually had him on their losers list for this game. Come on, he he had the last second drive. He put it together. But you could say that he struggles, and that's true. He's a rookie. He struggles. His first half is not nearly as good as his second half of play in the game and in the season. But, man, when it came down to it, there's no way you can say that that man, Kenny Pickett, that is a man, did not have poise. He had plenty of poise. And if you noticed, he's starting to really find Pat Frymuth, who is really, you know, I don't have favorite players. They're all part of my family. As a man over 50 now, they're like my boys, you know? They're like sons to me, and I never thought I'd say that. When I looked, I talked about, when I was talking about Franco the other day, I was talking about how Franco was like an uncle. And all those Steeler players were uncles to me, you know? And now I feel like I'm the uncle. Even though they don't know me, I don't hang out with them, I don't mold them, I'm not a mentor to them. But I, yeah, I feel like they're my nephews or my boys. And you root for them. But Pat Frymuth is definitely becoming one of those guys that you're like, this guy is special. He's an alternate for the Pro Bowl. There's going to be a day that he is talked about like you talk about Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. I really think that. And with Kenny Pickett finding him the way he did on that last drive, relied on him quite a bit. I thought that was special. Shout out to DJ Deontay Johnson. I thought he had a good game. I've been very hard on Deontay Johnson this year, and I'm not going to go away from it. There's reasons. If I'm hard on a player, there's reasons. But it looks like he's starting to find himself and losing that little bit of a chip on his shoulder. It's not always bad to have a chip, but have it directed at the right, in the right direction. And I hopefully that's starting to get directed in the right direction. Najee's a man too, man. He, that guy is something special as well. That entire offensive line full of men. Man, I gotta tell you. It's a toss-up between who's the better free agent pickup, James Daniels or Mason Cole. I think a lot of people would say Mason Cole, but James Daniels, good stuff from him. I think Kevin Dotson has struggled. I think Dan Moore Jr. has struggled, but they're growing. And they're a big part of that left side of the line, that entire line, that left side of the line. They come together when they need to come together, and you've got to say something about that. Here's a guy when he got his contract that I was really hard on. My gosh, I almost said Chucky Akobe. Chucky Akobe was a draft pick in 06. Chooks Akorafor. Chooks Akorafor is playing really good football as well. So that line, 
continues to grow. And that's what Mike said. They're, they're consistent in growing. They're consistent in getting to work. But everybody on that offense came together in that final drive. And that's what you want. That's what you need. You struggle for 57 minutes. Okay. But when it comes down to it, when you have the ball, it's like 246 and the guys from NFL Network were like, well, they're taking their time. In this day and age, you have to take your time with 246. You leave way too much time on the clock. You're dead. You are dead. That's the Buffalo Bills. What, 13 seconds and they still lose the game? In the playoffs? Yeah. You take your time. And Kenny Pickett has the poise to take his time. But it all comes down to this. We are breathless. Because, as Berlin said, the great Terry Nunn. I mentioned Wookie Life Day. She was almost Princess Leia, by the way. Terry Nunn, a Los Angeles band, Berlin. They weren't from Germany. They had a number one song from Top Gun, which with Top Gun Maverick now streaming, you're probably hearing it again quite a bit. Take my breath away. And with passion, everybody wants to take their have their breath taken away. And man, I felt it. And my kids were watching that game with me. Christmas Eve, they they, man, they had Steeler fever because I have Steeler fever. But it was the they knew all about the Franco thing, and they they've listened to me endlessly this week. They've watched the documentaries on the football lie life's on TV. I made them. I didn't make them. I mean, I had it on there in the living room and they're watching it too. They get it. My wife knows all about Franco. I told you about our wedding gift the day we got married. Congratulations, Brian and Jennifer, Franco Harris. 4-14-2007. Beautifully, beautiful sign ball. It's uh, just a, it's a prize of mine. And it's always been a prize of mine since I got it all those years ago. I didn't, uh, a friend got it for me, but Franco, I mean, yes, these guys, they, they sign their names a lot. He didn't have to write all that. He did. That's something special as a jump around. Yeah. The breath is taken away. And I hope we continue to be breathless the next couple of weeks in a good way. Are we actually talking about a playoff berth? Why not? Why the hell not? I do this tanker's guide. I do this rooting guide for those who are tracking a draft pick. Steelers, I think, are picking like 16th right now. Who cares about a draft pick? And I've been saying that for weeks. But I do it for both. Now, as I'm constructing the one for week 17, I'm constructing a rooting guide based on whether you're a draft pick guy and you care about the draft or whether you're hoping they get into the playoffs. Miami Dolphins, Merry Christmas. Tua, thank you for that gift. Throwing that ball into Rizal Douglas's hands, pride of WVU. Thank you. You know, that's great. Packers gave the Steelers some help. Packers needed that win. They weren't doing it for the Steelers, but they gave the Steelers some help. And that's great. You know, I mean, so the Steelers 
no matter what happens tonight, cannot be eliminated from the playoffs in week 16. And I'm talking about Indianapolis and the Chargers. It's in Indianapolis. I'm not sleeping on the Colts this week. Even though a loss like they had last week, being, what, 33 nothing and losing? I know that that could just like kill you and shatter you. But I, I'd love to see what they can do with it. And the Chargers are inconsistent. They're eight and six. That team should be 12 and two or whatever they are. Well, yeah, 12 and two, something like that. They, they're they a much better team, but they're not playing right. They're, they're just not right. So root hard for the Colts this week. And then you go on to next week and you root hard for the Los Angeles Rams who are playing the Chargers. It's not a home game for the Chargers, but it is because it's in their home stadium. You know, that's that's going to be something else too. Baker Mayfield, what, what they put 51 on the Broncos yesterday? I got I to gotta admit, I didn't really watch the game. You know, I'm going to, uh, man, I'm not, uh, that's the one that a friend of mine said, that's where you eat. That's where you schedule your meal. If you're an NFL fan during that game, (laughs) really, but yeah, we're breathless. And now we are talking about the playoffs, but bad, bad. They get to the playoffs, they're probably going to get the Chiefs again. They're probably going to lose again. I don't think they're going to get the Chiefs. Because who plays next week? It's Buffalo and Cincinnati. And what happens? What happens if uh, Cincinnati beats Buffalo? Maybe they, and something happens that the Chiefs get the number one pick. Not number one pick, number one seed. You know, anything like that could happen. You you never know. You might end up with Cincinnati for a third time this year. They're playing fantastic football. Joe Burrow is a man. That guy's a dude. As Kevin Smith would call me, he's a dude. But that dude, the Steelers can break that dude. We've seen it happen, so who knows? Maybe the Steelers win that game. Maybe they go to Buffalo and stun them. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But bad. Bad, Daddy. You know, they they can't win in the playoffs. That means you just get a worse draft pick. No. You get the pride of being 2-6 and and ending up 9-8. and And being in the playoffs where anything can happen. We've seen those mirrors in Pittsburgh before. 1984. 1989. Stunning upsets in the playoffs. We've seen them. And they're glorious. I've got a shirt. I know Jeff Hartman has the same shirt. It's a special shirt. It's from the 2005 season. It's an NFL shirt. It's Steelers. In Steelers font, it says Believers. Believers is spelled with two E's. Take off the Steelers. And I got I got to tell you, I'm a believer. 
and I'm not going to stop until they're eliminated. Do I expect them to go to the all the way? Do I expect them to even go to the playoffs? We've seen the cards fall. We've seen the chips fall perfectly before. Can that happen again? Can the Steelers be rejuvenated? Can they be inspired by the life of Franco Harris? Uh, that's all a possibility. So stay tuned. It is going to be a wild ride. Grab your inhaler because you might just be breathless once again. We're going to take a break and we are going to be back right after this for the conclusion of Bad Language. Stick around. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, you are on a subway train, and I tell you what, uh, is it on its way to the playoffs for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Some people doubt it. Some people believe. I don't know, but stay tuned. They are not eliminated. <laughs> with two games to go and that's just uh that's just something special i would love to see them you know go down to the last weekend without being eliminated dave schofield has that stat it's uh only one season i believe that they had two games where they were not eliminated from postseason contention and again they are not eliminated as of yet a breathless 13 to 7 win excuse me 13 to 10 win if I call it a 13 to 7 throughout this show, I apologize. A 13 to 10 win over the Las Vegas Raiders. What do I keep on thinking 13 to 7? That was not only the score of beating the Oakland Raiders in the Immaculate Reception game. That was the score of beating the Los Angeles Raiders in 1984 to have that really fun playoff run going to the AFC Championship game. 13-7 win, Frankie Pollard, Walter Abercrombie, Mark Malone, John Stallworth. Oh, what a game. If you get a chance, go to McMillan and Wife, Steelers Extravaganza. Check that game out. That is such a fun one. And, man, I would love to talk to the folks from McMillan and Wife. They, uh, they do so much, and they don't even know it because by putting those games on, I get to, I get to experience those games again. Love it. That's how I do my – BTSC DeLorean. I watch those I watch all those games that I report on. I rewatch some of them and I watch some of them for the first time. It's great. But let's talk about listening. You got to continue to check out BTSC for all of your Pittsburgh Steeler needs. We had shows on Christmas Day. We were working on Christmas Eve. If you didn't hear Jeff Jeff Hartman and Dave Schofield. On the pre post game show, that's for a reason. It's not because they're like, hey, we're the big dude taking time off. No, man, they were working all into the night. Jeff was recording a, a winners and losers show, a special edition of Let's Ride. They're doing everything for the website, they're putting everything on so they can enjoy their day, but they're getting everything ready. You did not lose an ounce of Steelers coverage. In fact, I think we even had more with the holiday. We actually had extra shows because that game was on Saturday night. We had extra shows for you. So thanks for checking us out. 
And you know how much we appreciate all of you. We don't do these shows without you. And that's the reason we have them. You're our muses and we appreciate it. We would just be dudes talking to each other in a bar, which is really cool and fun to do, but that's what we would be. And we make predictions here at BTSC all the time. And you know me, there's one thing that there's an integrity to picking games. And there's an integrity to putting yourself in a position to call yourself a broadcaster in any way. You know, we might be pretend media. I don't agree with that. I think most of you don't agree with that. There's certain slugs in Pittsburgh that feel that way. Yeah, but no. Anybody that uh, puts themselves out there to go ahead and do a show, whether it's BTSC or any, any other network out there that puts themselves out there, they're doing the work to know what they're talking about. But one thing I do, the guys that the national media, everybody, the Pittsburgh media, the ones uh, on high horses and the ones that are cool, there's cool ones out there too. But not a lot of guys say, okay, I was wrong on this one. I know the fan does something prediction sure to go wrong. I love that. I think that's cool. Um, but we do predictions and we back it up when we are wrong and we talk about it. And I lead the way on that because I always say, yep, they got me. I'm wrong and I'm glad I'm wrong here. Or man, I'm really wrong and that sucks. But when you go ahead and look at everybody from BTSC picking this game, Everybody had the Steelers. We have predictions from, I never count, but I think there's 12 or 13 of us, the two predictions every game day and predicting the winner of Steelers versus Raiders. Jeff Hartman puts this out and all of us are on it. I would say, let me rephrase that. Most of us are on it. There's 11 of us that made predictions this week and everybody had the Steelers beating the Raiders. We had scores of 20 to 17, 24 to 17. We had a 26 to 24, a 23, 20, a 27, 14, 20 to 17, 20 to 19, 23 to 16, 24 to 21 in overtime, 24 to 10. Then we had mine. I just took the immaculate reception score, 13 to seven Steelers. That's the score I took. I think I spelled dangerous wrong. Or maybe I did that on purpose. I don't know. But yeah, everybody believed in the Steelers this week. And I picked that immaculate reception score of 13 to seven. You know, I was going to do it anyways before this happened. Man, I had plans for my bold and bizarre predictions. And I had Franco coming out of the luxury box and scoring the winning touchdown, which that's a bizarre prediction. That's was before I heard the news. I had that all planned out, but I wanted to go just a tribute to the game. Do you realize how close it was 13 to 10? How close it was to that score. I took the under 
where others took the over and it was 38 was the line and I was right on the under and I don't get the under and over right that very often. I'm always the guy that takes the over with the Steelers. I have them scoring close to 30 points every single game. <laughs> I think when they scored 30 points, I didn't have it. I actually did not. But <laughs> that's just what I do. I'm kind of an optimist there too. I don't know how I'm going to pick Steelers Ravens this week. I haven't decided. We got to see what the get comes up with. That will be definitely interesting. I also do, I told you about Bolden Bazaar predictions. I went low-key on Bolden Bazaar predictions this week. Some of the wackiness, you know, you can only, I used to have Bougie coming up, coming back every single week, you know, even though Juju was in Kansas City. You know, that jokes get tired after a while. You, you've got to, you got to realize that, and Jeff Hartman talked to me about this and like, you know, maybe have just one funny one, you know, and I like to do those. I like to, uh, I absolutely love doing the, the touchdown celebration that puts the week in history, whether it's a celebrity birthday or something that happened that day. And, and, uh, I think last week it was George Pickens going, cause it was the anniversary of prohibition. I think it was the 105th anniversary of Prohibition, and I had George uh, confiscating beers in Carolina to celebrate the touchdown. You know, just you know stuff like that. And I'm going to continue doing that, but I pride myself on some of the predictions. Hey, maybe I'm right. And I got a few of them right this week. Now the final score I didn't get right. It wasn't 13 to 10 because I picked 13 to seven. But some of these, you're going to be shocked. One of the ones that I, I was right on to the number. So I'm proud of that. So here we go. These were my bold and bizarre predictions from last week. Let's see how I did. The celebration and number retirement of Franco Harris's perfect tribute to a black and gold hero. Yes, I'm going to count that. It was. It was perfect. Kenny Pickett goes 19 of 30 with two scoring touchdown passes. He only had one. He only had one touchdown pass. That was big. That was the equivalent of two. The way he had it. No, but I don't get credit for it. I also don't get credit. I definitely don't get credit for his line because he actually, and when he throws more than 30, they lose. But hey, he threw more than 30 and they won. His line was 26 of 39. 244 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Interception wasn't pretty. The touchdown was beautiful. Pat Fryermuth catches eight balls to lead the Steelers in catches and scores a TD. So let's go ahead and take a look at that with Pat Fryermuth. He did lead the team in catches. Did not score the TD. Hit 66 yards. Man, I'm going to go ahead and give myself Credit for a half on that one. He led the team. Here's this. This is the big one. This is the one that I'm really excited about here. George Pickens catches five balls on five targets. George Pickens caught five balls on five targets in that game. 57 yards. 
Wow. I actually got that right. I also had Deontay Johnson. I had Deontay Johnson leading the team in targets, which he did not. Najee Harris actually led the team in targets with nine. But Deontay, Deontay, I believe he had seven. And Deontay had a good game. He was very important in that game as well. Najee Harris gains 80 yards on the ground and gets into the end zone to celebrate. He merely points to the heavens. Najee did not get in the end zone in that game. He had 53 yards rushing. So I was off there, but it was, he ran heavy. He ran hard. He was definitely big in that game. Steelers get four sacks, two by TJ Watt, one by Larry Ogunjobi, and one by Alex Highsmith. I got Alex Highsmith right. They had three sacks. I got two sacks by one player, but it wasn't TJ. It was Cam Hayward. And when you see Cam Hayward anytime making a play, it makes you smile because we talk about Franco Harris being the heart and soul of the Steelers back in the 70s. That's Cam Hayward now. There is no, you cannot say any different. He is the heart and soul of that team. TJ Watt, he is the, uh, the brawn of the team. He is a winner. He's a champion. He's a sack champion. Not a Super Bowl champion. Hopefully that comes to, for both of those guys. Mika Fitzpatrick is, a brain of that team too. And I had Minka Fitzpatrick and Arthur Mallette intercepting David Carr. I was correct. I just didn't add the fact that Cam Sutton would intercept him too. Steelers rushing defense excels against the run, holding Josh Jacobs to under 60 yards rushing. I can't even believe I made that prediction because Josh Jacobs is fantastic this year they held him to 44 yards rushing on 15 carries 2.9 average they held the raiders to 58 yards rushing that's my next one you're gonna love this the steelers defense excels against the run i had them holding josh jacobs to under 60 yards they held him to 58 it was actually the whole team they held. Steelers get two touchdowns on the day. Incorrect. As Najee Harris catches a fourth down ball inches from the turf after being deflected off of the hands of Jalen Warren. I talked about that in the first half of the show. Harris scampers down the left sideline as the Steelers win with no time remaining on the clock 13 to 7. That was just a, writing a dream and a tribute. That's all that was. But still close on the score. Let's go ahead. And, you know, I relish this more than anything. I have more fun than ever with the fact that we get to do our bets on the preview with Jeff Hartman, Dave Schofield, and myself every Thursday night. And in the current standings, I am leading. I am leading 56 to 54 to 53. Jeff Hartman's in second 
Dave is in the third position. We'll see how we do after this week. You know, I was losing the entire year. I was in the last place the entire year. Last place with a bullet. And then I had one of those days where I got everything right. And then I've been pretty solid with those picks ever since. I think I'm thinking more about the picks, even though I don't plan them beforehand. I kind of think about them while they're going. And I picture them in my head. And this is what's starting to happen. So let's look at it. Najee Harris rushing yards, 84 and a half. I took the under. Yeah, she had 53 like we just talked about. Dave and Jeff took the over. I get the point. KP8 attempts, 22 and a half. We all took the over. Not by much, but we all took the over. We all get the points because he had 39. KP8 passing touchdowns, a half. We all took the over. He got one. We all get the points. George Malik Pickens. Yep. He's good enough that we use his middle name now. You're not in trouble. Like when I was Brian Anthony Davis by my mom, I knew I was in trouble. Like I'm sure a lot of you have the same thing, but no, man, that's a good thing at BTSC. We started that with Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. And now we have Kenneth Shane Pickett and we've got Trent Jordan Watt, George Malik Pickens, 61 and a half. He had 57. Jeff and I took the over. Dave took the under. Dave gets the point there. Not by much. Wow. Just a few yards. Steeler sacks, two and a half. They had three. I took the under. The fellas get the points because they took the over. Pittsburgh Steelers takeaways. The boys took the under. I took the over. It was one and a half. They thought they'd get one. And they got three. The spread was two and a half. We all got points on the spread. So we all took the Steelers. We all took them to cover. And 38 was the over-under. So I took the under and I never take the under on that. I really don't. And it looks like Jeff took the under too because he had 37 total. Dave had 44, so with it being 38, that's the way it shakes out. So for the week, man, I get that rare win once again. So I got six, Dave got five, Jeff got five. Let's take a look at the standings. It's yours truly, Brian Anthony Davis, and first was 62. Dave Schofield is not in second. Jeff Hartman is in second with 59. Schofield at 58. So it's still pretty tight with two games, hopefully more remaining. We'll see who our champion is at the end. But we know our champions of Christmas Eve were the Pittsburgh Steelers. Congratulations, congratulations a 13-10 to 10 win over the Las Vegas Raiders. I know I'm still breathless from that game. I'm sure you are all too. I hope everybody had a wonderful, wonderful holiday. The holiday will continue with whatever you celebrate this week. And that's going to lead up to the game. If you didn't get a chance to check out the post-game show with Daniel J, Rich Schofield, Big Brosco, and myself, that's up there. That was a really fun, man, that was a fun show. Also check out Let's Ride. 
there's two less rides to check out and check out us later we're gonna do a special hangover show with Tony Defio and Shannon White tomorrow another episode of from the cutting room floor how the Steelers got their groove back with Jeffrey Benedict and another episode of the fix leading to another Scobro show in the evening so so much to listen to give it a t- give it a chance give it a check give it a click and continue all the way through once again we can't do this stuff without you we are behind the steel this has been bad language my name is brian anthony davis and daddy i ain't apologizing for nothing <laughs>